And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 75 today. Uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to Larry for sponsoring the season. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. And shout out to Sean McDonald and Chaos, um, located behind Comfy on 560. I know it's getting a little cold, but uh, they're still running workouts every day. Nice day and, out uh, today, though. Nice day out today, and supposed to be nice out tomorrow as well. Yeah, no, but uh, he's still running workouts, so DM the Instagram if you want to join up and uh, get a free first class. All right, as you guys could already tell, uh, this is a little bit different. Kurtzman has moved to a new remote location in Hoboken, New Jersey. So Kurtzman is now calling in through FaceTime. Uh, as always, it's myself, my father, Tommy Savaro, has joined the podcast again. And you just heard Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman on the podcast. Do we, and Kurtzman's got uh, sirens going on in the background there. Let's pause the pod. All right, now that whoever is driving in their car just had that heart attack from the sirens going off in the background and Kurtzman is in Hoboken, sketchy area, you know, how to move over to the sketchy area of Hoboken over there. Do we have anything we want to say before we get into a little bit of a recap from last week and then uh, we'll hammer down on the playoff scenarios and the preview and we'll talk about a bunch of things. Dad, yeah, you got no, anything? I think oh. we're uh, ready to get on with it. We have a big podcast in store, so let's get to it. All right. let's. Uh, Dad, you got anything? I got nothing. All right. Let's do um, – let's start off with the Bills versus the Seahawks. Absolutely huge win for the Bills. Um, devastating loss for the Seahawks. Uh, gutsy, gutsy win by the Bills. I was chopping that film today. I was rewatching the game. It was a battle. Um, big plays being made everywhere. Suroff made a lot of timely – Plays made a, a beautiful ball at the end of the game. Jarrock, I thought, had a great game for them as well. I thought he could have had another interception. He looked like really good on the film. Uh, I thought Stephen Bowen looked really good on the film as well. I thought Amir put good pressure, and I thought Amir did actually a really good job. I want to commend their offensive line um, and the, the line play in general on that game because I thought Jake Coburn had a huge sack in that game as well, and I thought Amir did a really good job against Johnny throughout that game. Um, it was a good game. It was hard fought. I think that was an absolutely ginormous win for the Bills. Kurtzman, if I'm not mistaken, if they lost that game, they would be in a play-in situation this weekend, correct? Yes. Yeah, so that was an absolutely huge win. Secured the playoff spot for them. Uh, Dad, what did you think of this one? Uh, I caught the first half of this game, uh, and I spoke with uh, Suroff before the game. And he had a game plan. He knew how he wanted to attack the two-man rush and five-man zone. So uh, I, from what I saw in the first half, it worked pretty well for him. Kurtzman. Um, yeah, no, I think Strahov definitely comes in with a plan. I just heard that uh, the Bills actually do Zoom calls weekly to uh, kind of talk about how they want to attack each opponent. So I think that's an uh, interesting tactic, an easy way to get everyone on the phone. But um, listen, man, the Bills, they came out, got a big win, kept up, they secured a playoff spot with the win. Um, Congratulations to Suroff. Congratulate him. First first year quarterback in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, no, first year quarterback makes the playoffs. And uh, he has an opportunity to listen to eight teams. Only got to go on a little three-game run to really make a statement in this league. Um, anyone's capable of doing it. But um, I think it really just comes back to the same old story that we talk about every single week. The Seahawks defense plays great. The Seahawks offense can't score. And turnovers. Um, and turnovers. And it's been the same thing kind of all season. Um They've been, it's been a lot of moving parts. They've been trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. They haven't really figured out a lot of what does work. Um, you could see even more changes this week, um, trying out different things. They are playing in a, um, a win and you're in or a lose or go home game against Vingarano and the Packers, which we'll talk about later. Yep. But I just think that 
they have nothing to lose in that game. They have to go out there and they're going to have to pull out some plays on offense to keep up with Finn, who can score timely like any like the, like anyone we know. So I just think that the Seahawks need to just figure it out, man. Figure out one game. How can you really game plan on offense um, and figure out how you're going to attack them? Because if you don't pull it together this week, your season's over. Before we move off of this game, I wanted to say I think this the outcome might have been different if Emmerich was playing in this game. Like the more I was watching that game, I oh, thought I forgot Emmerich, didn't, Emmerich play. didn't play, and that was a, a really big deal because even you see at the last play of the game, Emmerich is usually playing safety for them, and he's back there. I don't think Emmerich lets that happen. I think he goes over and makes a play on the ball. Not saying that guys on the Seahawks weren't capable of doing it. I just trust Emmerich, and I know he's a gamer, and I know he's gonna you know make a play there. I think he would have made a few plays in that game and. Him not being there was actually a really, really big deal for that uh, for that Seahawks team. Uh, Kurtzman, you have stats on this one before we move on? We're going to do quick recaps on the game so we can really get into the preview here. Yeah, no. All right, start off 9-26, 146 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, 17 yards rushing. Q, four catches, 40 yards and three tackles. Prem, three catches, 40 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Jarrock had the game-winning 40-yard touchdown. Um, Steve had two catches, 12 yards, and two interceptions. He's been a playmaker all season long. Cobra with the big sack. Amir had a big conversion. And DeRose had a 20-yard catch. Paul was 6 of 10, 29 yards, a touchdown, and interception. Um, 27 receiving yards and a tackle. Chase, 6 for 15, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, 40 rushing yards. Joe Pip, three catches, 18 yards, and a touchdown. Samarco, two catches, 8 yards, and a sack. Jack Kujit, uh 24-yard touchdown catch, as well as another interception. He's continued to light it up each week. Um, Santee, one catch, eight yards. Dinoia had a pass breakup. Fetterman had an interception. And Schaefer had one catch, eight yards. All right, um, let's move on to the Falcons versus Packers. Dad, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, did you get to see this game? I watched the whole game. Yes, I did. So what was your, your big takeaways, Falcons versus Packers? It, w- it was a, a tough defensive game. I thought that uh, the Packers came out with a – a game plan against him, Bimbo. Uh, they made it tough for him. Uh, this was a tight game throughout the whole game. It's unfortunate the way it ended, but uh, it was a game plan there, and, and they executed it defensively. Mikey was great, had two picks uh, out of the three that uh, I beat through. And, you know, he was usually, you know, the usual running his mouth and yeah. getting into the head of his opponents, and that's what he does best. And offensively, he was great. Um, I, 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 did he grab two, oh, the two touchdowns? No, that wasn't he, two. He had a big day. Yeah, he had he, a really he, big he day. He had about four, he had about five or six catches, I believe. I think he had like eight, that. right? It was eight. Eight catches? Or seven, Kurtzman? Uh, Kurtzman, I know Kurtzman's got, got the number. Yeah, no, he had, he had, he had a, a really day. good game, uh, both offensively and defensively. And, and I thought Vingo Organo looked great again. Uh, he threw a, a costly interception to Justin at the end of the game that probably decided it, but... Uh, you know, when it, when it came down to the wire, he had the ball in his hands and a chance to win the game. Kurtzman. Yeah, listen, man, we're going to sit here and obviously think what could have happened if uh, they didn't get backed up by two big penalties on the last drive. Then uh, was um, up and down in this one. I feel like he moved the ball well. He threw for almost 200 yards. Um, really, at the end of the day, you just got to be able to keep your head and not take your team out of position to possibly win the game. Like the call or not, you got to just live with the ref's decision and go on with it. Um, I, listen, I'm not going to hate on the Falcons. They got the big win. They've been winning every week. But this is two or three straight weeks that Ivy hasn't looked very good under center for the Falcons. Um through three interceptions today. I'm pretty sure he threw two or three last week as well. Um, 
I really want to see if he's able to bounce back this week against the Patriots. They play at 1230, so hopefully Sedano will be there. They can get back to their um, RPO triple option offense, and hopefully they can turn it around. Um, as for the Packers, I loved that they moved along to the line. He had two big sacks. He's an experienced flag player, good flag grabber, um, using him in a good spot. Uh, and then Mikey, man showed out, had 11 targets and made the most of them and had two big plays on defense. So, listen, Packers, you're in a must-win game next week against the uh, the Seahawks. If you put up 20, 25 points right now, it looks like that should be enough to get it done. Yeah, I just want to say, Sedano really makes that team go. Without him, it's a, it's a big difference. It's very noticeable. Uh, here's the thing that bothers me most about that, that last game. Uh, like I said, Packers had the ball in their hands with a chance to win the game, game-winning drive. They get across midfield with a first down, and when the penalty hit, okay, if you're emotional about a, a call and you, and you can get into a heated argument with the referee, it happens, happens to everybody, you get the flag. At that point, shut your mouth, all right? He didn't shut his mouth, and they backed him up again. So instead of being on the uh, on the other side of the field, on the uh, Falcon side of the field, you're deep in your end, you're back at, at the five-yard line. So here's the stupid thing. After he said it the first time and he didn't shut up, someone from that team, from the Packer team, has got to grab it, uh, uh, that kid and tell him, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's costing us. We have a chance to win the game against the number one seed. Plus, not to mention we're fighting for our playoff life here. They had that game. They had a chance to win that game. You think they would have won that game? I, You know what? With Vin, anything's possible. I, I think he's that type of quarterback. So you think they just shot themselves in the foot? Absolutely. And the fact that no one did anything to, to, to just shut this kid up... You know, I, listen, the kid's a good player. Uh, Ritter's a good player. I'm not going to say it. And I said you can't get into a heated argument, and you do get that flag. But at that point, you got to stop joining. You have to. Because it costs you. It costs you dearly. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, really sloppy game all around. Five interceptions, five turnovers. Just um, low-scoring affair. Defense has played well. This is the first time we've really seen the Packers' defense play um, elite and elite level this weekend. It was with the, the change of the line to the line. Sorry, like Wiz wasn't there line. either, right? Wiz was not there, but yeah. um, no, listen, he's obviously capable of making plays. All right, give me stats on this one, Kurtzman. IB 12 1,509 yards and a touchdown, three interceptions, 22 yards rushing, uh, Justin three catches, four yards and a touchdown, Jack five catches, 44 yards, uh, Justin also had two interceptions, one being a pick six, uh, Mikey six catch, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny Mackley two catches, 13 yards and a two yard rush, also had conversion, Cologne had a catch for four yards, Ramos one catch, eight yards, and uh, Will O'Neill had four tackles for the Falcons. For the Packers, it was 16-25, 192 touchdowns, two interceptions, seven rushes, 45 yards. Mikey, six catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown, also had two interceptions. Dillon, five catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown, also had two sacks. Uh, Arena had a 12-yard catch, Schaefer, eight-yard catch. Raider, two for 13, and Latempa, one for five. Latempa been playing his ass off on the offensive line. Just let you know, we're all seeing it. Okay, I like that. Um, Dolphins-Lions. Kurtzman, your game. I'll start yeah. off. I'll start off with you. Good. Um, thought we played well. Thought we missed a lot of fly grabs. Thought um, offense execution was good. Uh, defensively, I thought we did a pretty good job limiting Dylan. I know he scored two touchdowns on two catches, but first play of the game and last play of the game were the only times Dylan touched the ball. So I have to say that we're pretty happy about that. Um, at the end of the day, um, we lost on Hail Mary. Uh, we'll make sure to correct the mistakes that were made during the game. But overall, I think that we played well with uh, Tommy Torrey subbing and having mostly a full team there. And um, 
I think we'll I think we'll be all right going into the playoffs. We're locked into the three seats, so we're going to try some new things out this week. We're going to try to figure out more things that work, become more creative on offense, and uh, but we'll be ready because we know we have a big matchup in two weeks against whoever we have to play. Dad, you saw this one, right? I saw maybe the last two or three drives, and that was it. But it was very exciting at the end of the game. Uh, I thought that the ball that uh, that uh, Sobs threw at the end of the game was perfect. Uh, a lot of people think that Hail Marys are a lot, and, and, and to a deep degree they are, but it's the way you place the ball, the way you throw the ball, the angle that you throw the ball. If you look at uh, uh, Rodgers in the NFL, he throws the best Hail Mary. And, and, you, and you can say any quarterback in the NFL can throw 50, 60 yards into the end zone, but it's just the way that it's done, the trajectory, uh, the, and also the person he's throwing to it, and the placement of the ball was perfect. Yeah. I thought, you know, it was a really good game by both teams, and by that I mean... You guys took advantage of the other team's mistakes. Like, people were running hard. People weren't grabbing flags on either side. I thought line stepped up big. I thought there was, you know, key moments in this game. Chris, when you got sacked at the very end, you had a ball at the end, the end of regulation. You had the ball. I think you get sacked to start that drive. Um, you know, that that's a big play by the line right there. I thought, um, I thought you know, Danino and Dylan, two guys who were in the Offensive Player of the Year uh, conversation, um, they were kind of held in check for, you know, up to their standards. I know Dylan has two touchdowns and obviously the game winner. Dylan's a beast. He's going to give you that. But I thought for most of the game, like you said, you know, you guys kind of held uh, Dylan in check and they kind of held Mike in check. I thought guys did a really good job, though, on both teams. I thought you were good. I thought Sobe's really good. Um, just, you know, a great game. Two, you know, you can make the argument to the, be- the two best teams in the league right there. Uh, that was just a-, a really good game. I really don't have anything negative to say about anything. You know, obviously... The interception at the end of the game that you threw, you know, you could you could maybe critique that a little bit. I really won't. You were taking a oh, shot no, down the field. You, no, that is a critique. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. You you no, did no, turn no. the ball over, but but then you know you should still never give up the hail mary. Credit yeah, to Sobes. No, Credit to Sobes for making a phenomenal play. A uh, crazy no. arm angle. Great, like you said, that great trajectory. Everything perfect placement. Dylan. Dylan getting there, boxing out, perfect positioning, keeping his feet in, making the grab. Like that. That's just what you do. You draft Dylan in the first round. That's what you expect from him. you. You know. You know. One or two plays a game. You're going to be able to throw him the ball, and he's going to be able to do something, go up over a bunch of people, and make a play. So um, that's what you expect from let's Dylan. Let's not forget. Like I said, so the last couple of drives, uh, Buster was key for uh, for the. Buster uh, had a huge, huge. Sequence where he let's, scored. Let's give that a shout out to Buster. He had a great game. Absolutely, uh, I'll, t- I'll say dog of the week, Buster, right now. Absolutely. Easily, he had uh, the the t- he had the tying sequence. He caught a touchdown and then he caught the conversion back to back plays to tie the game late in the game. So, uh, shout out to Buster. Absolutely huge, huge uh, sequence from him right there. Yeah, um, I think this was the first real week that um, I just didn't even like force the ball to Mike at all. And I think him only getting three targets or three touches is criminal. Mm. And um, I can promise you with the playoffs coming around, that will definitely not happen again. All right, give me the stats on this one, Kurtzman. Uh, I was 9-15, 154, three touchdowns, two picks, five rushes, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Mike, three for 35 and a touchdown. Julius, three for 38 and a touchdown. Um, and three pass breakups. Scott had two pass breakups. Dean had three pass breakups and a sack. Tommy Torrey had a four-fair touchdown and a sack as well. Rhett played very well in this game, finished with two sacks, was causing constant pressure all game. Um, and Rogel, one catch, 35 yards. Soaps, 13-23, 217, three touchdowns, uh, four, catch, uh, four carries, 46 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception. 
Dylan, two for 75 and two touchdowns. Also had an interception. Sean had a 15-yard touchdown. TJ was two for 30. Cody was four for 70. Morick, one for 10. Lebo had an 8-yard catch. Also had two sacks. Uh, I'm sorry, Lebo had one sack. Uh, Semino had two sacks and a pass breakup. And, oh, and uh, I want to get really quick. Sorry, before you finish it, I would be... I would be very wrong to not, you know, give Zach Bellheimer his props in this game. He's just an absolute menace. He made it uncomfortable for you on every single play. I felt no, like Kurtzman. Give your props to give your props to Ryan Semino. No, no, I, yeah, you just you just gave Semino the stats, and I don't know if Zach really had any crazy stats, but the eye test and the film will tell you that Zach Bellheimer has an, a huge impact on the game at yeah, all times. I thought their whole D line, Lebo, Semino, and Bellheimer, Morg also all played very well. Um, made life difficult for me at times. And Buster, two catches, 10 yards, and a touchdown also had the game-tying conversion before the Hail Mary went game-winner. All right, let's move on to the Cardinals versus Patriots. Dad, you saw this entire game, correct? Uh, no, you saw you saw a lot of it, right? I saw a lot of it, but I didn't see the entire game. Okay, what was your big takeaways? Uh, I thought, you know what, it was good to see the Cardinals in a shootout. Yeah, it was good to see their offense back alive. Yeah, that, that, that was a very, very exciting game. Probably the most exciting game of the day. Okay. Um, that's, that's saying something. Two games came down to a Hail Mary. That game came down to it too at the end. Yeah, it was a little push off at the end, but you know we'll live with that. Uh, I thought it was a great game. That's it. That's all you got. You got more than that. I know you got. You don't. What do? You, what about? Okay. What about Tommy? What'd you say when we were sitting there talking about Tommy? Uh, he, the last touchdown he threw, that was it. Was incredible. It was a great, great pass. Uh, not many quarterbacks are making that throw, and he did. And I know hats off to him. I know I've been critical this year, but uh, they they are a deserving team to be. Uh, in the playoffs, yep. you know, he, he's yeah, a, quarter, the, the, a deserving quarterback to, you know, listed up there with the best in this league. He is that kind of player. And, uh, you know, I want to give a little credit to Joe, my, my boy Joe Piscopo. Yeah. You know, he came out uh, gunslinging to the, uh, that, that day. and Yeah, he came out playing. Yeah. I, I want to see that enthusiasm every week. That they, that team can bring it, and they got to bring it every week. And now it's the playoffs, so they have to, they have to play like that. But uh, yeah. good to see that. Uh, also, I thought it was a, a, a great decision by, by Tommy to go for two at the end of the game to win it. To go play for the win. Play for the win, yeah. yeah. You, play for, you play to win the game. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, he's got the confidence. He's got, you know, he knows what he wants to do. Uh, that that guy, does he does not have happy feet in the pocket. You know, he's, he's a cool customer back there. So, I, I, you know, I, I love the decision for him to go for the win there. Kurtzman. I think something we haven't really talked about a lot is um, – the Patriots defense has just been letting Tommy down. Now, I know Tommy plays on the defense, obviously, in our league as well. But Tommy's putting up 30 points a game, it seems like, and they're just not able to get a stop at any time. Another game allowing 30-plus points. Um, I think that you are now playing a team in the Falcons this week who, A, has a different type of offense with Mbimbo behind the center and also has kind of been reeling a little bit. Uh, they were they struggled on offense against the Bucs. And they struggled in offense against the Packers last week. So I think that um, this is a, a time that if the Patriots defense wants to get in playoff form, they need to have a good struggle this week. Back, get, pick Tommy up if Tommy throws an interception, be able to get that big stop to get the ball back to him. Um, I think their record is a little deceiving with the 4 and 5. They're much better than a 4 and 5 team. Um, 4 and 5, they, we started 0 and 4. And started 0 and 4. Um, I think. 
they obviously have made incredible strides throughout the season as a team, but I want to see it all put together on both sides of the ball this week. Um, I just feel like they have a lot of potential on that defense with uh, Dane, Addy, and Austin. Maybe you play a line of those three guys and see what that kind of defensive line can do for you. That's a scary line to go against, um, I can imagine. Um, listen, the Patriots have an opportunity on Sunday to A, put the lead on notice with a big win against the Falcons, and B, kind of um, up their playoff seating so that they're maybe not playing in that one game because if they do lose, we'll get into scenarios later, but one scenario right now for you, if the Patriots lose to the Falcons and the Packers win, the Patriots will meet the Falcons the the following week. So um, maybe you want that, maybe you don't. I don't know how they feel about that matchup, but I think they need to come out and play a much better performance. Um, for, I'm going, I know I'm taking a long time, but yeah, you go. Uh, for the Cardinals, um, I, I'm happy to see Piscopo playing the way he's been playing this week. Uh, he, it showed us that that quarterback from weeks one, one and two uh, this year is still in him. Five touchdowns. He was uh, doing what everyone should do, get their best player of the ball. Tompkins was making plays for them um, all around the field, probably his best game. When I was reading the stats, uh, whoever was doing the stats, I think it was Augie, just kept writing notes like Nick Tompkins is a beast. Nick Tompkins is the best game ever played. Like He was just making plays all over the field. Piscopo was energetic. They were making plays. Uh, and Nick Douglas had a much more bigger impact on this game, which I was happy to see after I felt like he's been having a little bit of a downer year than we're used to seeing from him. Um, you saw Kramer with the big touchdown. Pittsburgh really put it all together this week, and I'm happy to see him win a big shootout against a uh, great quarterback in this league in Tommy. Yeah, shout-out to Joe, man. Shout-out to Nick Tompkins, too. We talk, I just talked about it with Dylan, you know. You draft a guy in the first round to make plays like that late in the game. Joe was targeting Tompkins in the end zone. Like, that's what you do when you have a big body like that, when you draft Nick Tompkins where you draft him in the first round. That's, you know, that's the kind of production you expect, and that's the kind of production that he got. Uh, really good game. That's a, that's a huge win for the Cardinals because we were talking about how their offense is really stalled, and they were kind of one you know one of the teams that you know you thought they were kind of trying to keep the game low scoring. And this one, they went right at Tommy. They went right at the Patriots, and they took it to them. So that's a really good performance from them. Me as the president of Tommy Galanti Fan Club, not worried, not nervous at all. We'll bounce back. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can't be nervous when you get the stat yeah. win. Yeah, give me the stats. Uh, Tommy was 17 and 29, 248 yards, four touchdowns, four to carry, 17 yards and a touchdown. Um, Giuseppe, six for 102 and two touchdowns. Um, Dean had an interception. Uh, Earl had a sack. Austin had two sacks, both very early. Um, Kevin Christie caught a t- three-yard touchdown. Paulie was five for 83, and Christian five for 61 and a touchdown. Joe Piscopo, 15-17, 200 yards, five touchdowns, two picks, five rushes, 32 yards, and also had an interception on defense. Tompkins, seven catches, 66 yards, three touchdowns, also had two sacks. Douglas, four catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown, also had a sack. Kramer had a 40-yard touchdown. Jake Will had two sacks, played a very good game on the line. Then Arena Sub had two catches, 42 yards, and Ed Zag, one catch, five yards, which ended up being the game-winning conversion. Wow. All right, nice. Let's go to the last game of the day. Panthers versus Ravens. Dad, I know you did not see this one. I did not see this one either, Kurtzman. Give me the rundown. Um, I watched the film. Uh, I feel for the Ravens, it was good to see them even make another quarterback change. Just listen, I know I know, can't make the playoffs, but come out there, compete, play hard, and they did. Um, they kept the game really close. I'm pretty sure it was 21-18 at that point. So, uh 
they definitely were in it to the end. I thought Pete uh, he came out on fire a little bit with two big runs. Uh, obviously, the turnovers, having throwing four interceptions, obviously is a thing he wants to cut down on. But I think with him for his first time playing quarterback in the league, really, I did not think he played badly at all. I think he um, was decisive, and I felt like he was more than capable of at least leading an offense to touchdowns at times during the game. Uh, late to one or two of the interceptions was a little uh, like just kind of like, all right, game is not really that much closer anymore. Let's try to make plays and just didn't get into his receivers. But um, overall, I think they played well and they uh, put themselves in position a chance to win. Um, as for the Panthers, good to see Matt Marola playing like a second round pick again. Um, Augie playing well, doing his thing as well. And I think that as long as Zalek, Denoya, King, etc. are able to make plays for them, Augie's going to have them in a good position to win games in the playoffs. And uh, they're going to be a team to look out for, for sure. Uh, they're in the 4-5 matchup right now. They could drop as low as 6, and they could stay at 5, which is the most likely scenario. Um, oh, I'd be remiss not to shout out Dylan Perrone. Uh, he caught two touchdowns, interception, got on the ground this week for half a day. Shout out Dylan Perrone, played a fucking phenomenal game. I like that. I, I really don't have much to add. Good to see that the Panthers took care of business. Good to see that Pete came out there and balled up a little bit. Give me the stats, yeah. Kurtzman, then we'll get into the uh, the preview and playoff scenarios and everything. All right. Pete, 11-21, 124 yards, three touchdowns, four picks. Also has eight carries for 75 yards. Spoiled three for 13. Rob Lacani, two for 36. Dylan Prone, three catches, 25 yards, or 30 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tommy Torrey, two catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Harnish had 19 yards and a sack. Tommy Torrey also had a sack, and Spo had two sacks. Played a little defense, uh, defensive line. Uh, Perone and Ballo also had interceptions. For the Panthers, Augie was 7 of 11, 126, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, nine rushes, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Also an interception. Marola, two catches, 55 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception and two sacks. Um, one being a pick six. Nick Zalk also had a pick six. Um, two catches, 16 yards. Dinoy had a 16-yard touchdown. And King, two catches, 45 yards and a touchdown as well. All right. Let's go to the Week 11 preview. The uh, playoff scenarios, Kurtzman. Do you, have, do you have the slate out in front of you? Uh, yeah, I have it. All right, so get, let's start with the games with the most implications. Okay, so I think the game, I think the game of the week with the most implications by far is the Seahawks versus the Packers. For the rundown, currently the Seahawks are in the eight spot and the Packers are in the nine spot. This game is for the final playoff spot. The seven teams ahead of them have all clinched the playoff spot due to tiebreakers, have had points for all that. Um, so this game is a win and in for the eighth and final playoff spot. Um, depending on how the games turn out, the Seahawks could be anywhere from four to eight after winning the game, or they could be nine if they lose. If the Packers win, they can only be the eight or the seven, which I talked about before with the Patriots winning or losing. Okay. Um, Dad, I'll start with you. Who do you like in this matchup and why? Uh, so Packers and... Packers-Seahawks. Winning, you're in. Uh, newsflash, I guess anyone didn't know. Vin might not play this game. Yeah. I already got kidney stones. Yeah. And that could be very painful. Even if he does play, it could be very painful. Uh, you know what I said last podcast? I don't know if I'd bet against Vin for the rest of the year. I think if he plays, uh, they win. I think uh, even if Mike... 
uh, uh, comes in and quarterback, it, it takes away from the team because Mike is a hell of a receiver and with Vin throwing the ball. So now if, you, if Vin's not playing and Mike's back there, then you're losing a receiver, a big receiver. But I like the way the Packers are playing. Um, I think they're, they're able to beat the, uh, the five-man zone and two-man rush that the uh, Seahawks are going to bring. So uh, I'm hoping, my fingers crossed that Vin's going to play, and I'll go with the Packers. Kurtzman. Um, so a couple things I want to say about this matchup. For one, if Vin does not play, the Packers need to be creative on offense. They cannot just throw Mikey back there and say, all right, go get him. I think they would need to use Mikey, use Brandon Giles, yeah. use LeBron as a Wildcat quarterback. I think um, we're all still kind of like we're all kids. Like we can all throw the ball, kind of. So like, like I know maybe at the line isn't a quarterback, but like he can still throw the ball. So I think that if you're the Packers and Ben doesn't play or he's limited, that he um, he needs to be creative on offense and he needs to just mix up the looks because. The Seahawks bring that that good rush with just two guys. I do think the Seahawks need to change their defense, and I expect them to change their defense because um, I just think they they realized last week they can't show the team the same look every single play. It doesn't work like that. So I think that both teams need to make adjustments going into this game. Um, it's so hard for me to bet against them, but if Vin is hobbled or not. Um, at full strength or not playing, the Seahawks defense can take advantage of that. I'm going to take the Seahawks in a close one. I'm so torn. I really think that if Vin plays, they'll win. I think that Seahawks defense, if Vin doesn't play with with Mikey at quarterback or with you know the barrage of quarterbacks that you said that they may have and they may go to, I think the D-line of Chase and Johnny is going to wreak havoc on them. And I know we talked about how well... The Packers' offensive line has been playing, and that would be the key. The key to victory is the Packers' offensive line. If Vin doesn't play, if yeah, Vin doesn't they, play, the key to victory nice is that off is the Packers' offensive line. In my mind, one hundred percent. I'm gonna take the Packers in this game. I think Vin's gonna play. Number one, I think he's just gonna. I I know you saying kidney stones are super painful, and I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I just think Vin's gonna be like, I have a chance to make the playoffs. I want to play. I'm gonna play. Like I think he's gonna play. And I think once he gets on the field, his adrenaline's going to take over. And I think he's going to be effective enough to get the win. Um, the key to victory for the Seahawks, we talked about it before, would be no turnovers. You can't turn the ball over in this game. If they have zero turnovers, then they have a really, really good shot in this game. And if they, and if they, especially if, if Vin's not the quarterback and Mikey's playing quarterback and they can take the ball away and they can force him into some turnovers, that would be absolutely huge. You're going to, you know, you call out someone, you got to call out, uh, you got to call out Joe Pip in this game. Joe Pip has to dominate this game. He, if, if the Seahawks are going to win, it's going to be because Joe Pip has a takeover moment where he makes two or three plays that, you know, Joe Pip, third overall pick in the draft, you expect him to make, and he, he goes out and, and gets it done. You know, two crazy touchdowns, a, cat, a long catch and run, a pick six, something. They got to make big plays in this game to win. I think this is going to be a big play game. I think it's going to be a battle strictly because, because first off, I think the two teams match up all against each other and because of the implications here. But... Uh, with the season on the line, I can't, I can't, I can't bring myself to bet against Vin. No, listen, you bring up some great points, and I think betting against Vin is something that can come back to haunt people like myself that I'm doing this week. But <laughs> I don't know. I have faith in, um, I got faith in my guys. All right. Um, what's the next matchup here with the most playoff implications? Um, 
Honestly, man, the rest of the games really, like, don't. I think we can just kind of go in any order. All right, give me one. All right, we'll do the 10 o'clock game, Bills versus Bucks. Mm, Bucks are eliminated. Bucks eliminated playoff contention after the um, close week nine loss to the Falcons last play. If that game would have ended differently, they probably would have a chance to make the playoffs on the final day of the season. Um, but listen, they are probably going to go down as one of the most talented teams in this league to not really be anything um, special in this league because uh, they got talent on that team, man, and if they were able to just play a little bit better, make a couple more uh, plays on offense. We could have been looking at a complete uh, different Bucks team. Like uh, I know Bill Simmons likes to say this. If the season was played out 20 times, the Bucks would have more winning seasons than losing seasons, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I think that they just kind of caught some bad breaks, didn't execute me to miss some big plays when they needed to, and a couple plays could have flipped their season a different way. But uh, for the Bills, win this game, solidify your sixth seed. A win gets you the sixth seed. You could jump as high as five, I believe, um, with some with other things happening, other teams winning and losing and whatnot. But I'm pretty sure they're basically locked into the sixth seed. Um so they should come out there, get their offense rolling again. Uh, it's been a little, it was a little stagnant last week, only 13 points scored until the final seconds. Um, yeah, I really just think that as long as the Bills do what they need to do, they can take care of business in this game. Mission returns. I don't know if Zach Trey is playing. Um, I assume the Bills. I hope the Bucks come out and they play a really good game. Dad, what are you, what are you looking for the Bucks to really get going on before their playoff run here? The Bucks, Not the Bucks, the Bills. The, the Bills, my bad, the Bills. Okay. See, I happen to think that the Bucks are going to be super competitive in this game. Like you said, yes. they got too many good plays not to be. Uh, but here's the thing. Momentum is a, a, is huge. Uh, rolling into the playoffs with a hot team, and we're talking about quarterbacks that have figured things out during the season. Uh, Serhoff has definitely figured out how to win in this league. Uh, he, he, he's proven now that he can win. I think moving forward, uh, I think his teammates have more confidence in him. I think week by week, <laughs> He's playing a lot better, and I got to go with the hot hand. I'll roll with the Bills. Kurtzman. Um, I'm going to take the Bills, too. They have um, they have more to play for. The Bucks just, I mean, they shoot out there and play competitively for sure. But um, I'm going to take the Bills to get back on track and uh, keep rolling. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well. Dad, like you said, momentum is absolutely huge. They win last week off of a crazy Hail Mary at the end. Come out this week, take care of business against a non-playoff team. And, uh, you know, get ready to, to play in the playoffs. Give me another one, Chrisman. Um, 11-15 game, uh, Cardinals-Dolphins. Mm. No Dylan in this one for the Dolphins. No Dylan bailing on his yeah. team. No, he's, uh, I think he has uh, some prior obligation. Ooh, prior obligation. <laughs> selfish um, selfish teammate. But, yeah, about this game, so the Cardinals are sitting at the four seed right now. A loss can will we'll dip them no lower than the five, so I'm pretty sure they're locked into the four or five matchup. Just don't know who they're playing yet. Okay. Currently slated to play Augie and the uh, Panthers, but we'll see how that goes. Um, as for this game, the and for the Dolphins, I mean, um, they can only move from two to one. More likely, they'll stay. They can stay. They will stay the two as long as the Falcons take care of the Patriots. Um, Dolphins need a win, and if Falcons lost, then they would get the one seed. Oh, no, they would not get the one seed. I'm sorry. The Falcons are locked into the one seed because if okay. these two teams tie, the Falcons beat the Dolphins. Yes. So, yeah, the, it does not go to the the uh, point differential tiebreaker. So no, the wait. They would, only have, they would only have uh, one loss, the Dolphins. Yeah, the Falcons would have two. would have two. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah, so what are you talking about? They If they if they win and the Falcons lose, they're the one seed. 
yes, I'm sorry. I wrote that down and I questioned why I wrote it down when I literally talked out every scenario with Dylan. Okay. Um, yeah, no, so in this game, I just think without Dylan, you're going to have to see Sobs make plays to a lot of guys. Sean, TJ, Buster, uh, Cody Doran, um, all capable guys of making plays for Sobs. Sobs can make anyone look uh, good. He puts the ball mostly for the right, for the most part right on you. Um, I just think that the Soaps needs to have a good game, continue his MVP, uh, solidify if he didn't already solidify his MVP um, award for his second straight season that he's played in. Um, I think that for the Cardinals, you obviously want to go into the playoffs on a hot streak and you want to go in with winning your last two games, going into a big matchup, a rematch with hope, probably Augie. Um, come out there, play with that same fire you played with last weekend, uh, try to knock off the Dolphins. I mean, Listen, the Dolphins have looked pretty uh, unbeatable all season, so I think that a good showing by the Cardinals is key for their playoff success. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. I'm going to take them. I think they're going to come out and play really well. I think they figured it out last week. I think they're going to come in with the same kind of mentality, same aggression on offense, and I think they're going to win the game. I think no Dylan, it hurts offensively, and it really hurts you defensively as well. I think they might be sleepwalking in this game a little bit. Now that I said that, I probably woke Sobs up, but... Um, I think they're going to be sleepwalking a little bit. They might take them a little lightly. They're, oh, yeah, we're got the two seed. The Falcons probably going to win. They'll get the one seed, but whatever. I think the Cardinals are going to come in. They're going to take it to them. I'm, I'm taking the uh, the Cardinals in this one. What do you think, Dad? Well, I agree with Kersman. I think it's an important game for the Cardinals to come out and play against an elite team and compete with an elite team. Uh, this game can't be anything more than a touchdown between the both of them for a final. For them to, I'm not going to say a moral victory. I just I want to see the Cardinals compete like they did last week. And I, and I disagree with you. I don't think that Sobes ever overlooks a team. Mm. I think he plays hard against every team he plays against. Okay. I think he prepares the same way, and his game plan is, is the same every week. How does he prepare? By getting drunk on Friday night? Uh, listen, and showing up to the said, game Saturday morning I, I, and I in the rock? I, when, I, when, I get, when I get to the field Sobes early, I watch, I watch who shows up early, I watch who prepares, and how they prepare. And I watch, I watch Sobes uh, and the way he prepares. And I, I, you know what? I, I admire the kid. I, I think he's a, he's a great quarterback, if not the best in the league. And like I said, I don't think he over, over, overlooks anybody and takes anyone lightly. I wish we had like a compilation of all the compliments you've given Zach Sobieski on the yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, like he's, he's your favorite part in the league. He's the best quarterback in the league. All right. Yeah. Um, so I assume you're rolling with the Dolphins, Tommy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. But, I, I, again, I need to see Joe come out with the same fight he did last week. I need him to compete against his team. Uh, I know uh, if they do lose, they, they slip to one spot and they're still, you know, still in the playoffs. But, you know what, if, mentally it'll take you a long way if you compete, you know, step to step with this team. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, confidence is huge in this league. Um, and maintaining momentum is also huge going into the playoffs. Um, I'm taking the Dolphins, though, a few reasons. One. Um, I think that Soaps is, when he steps on the field, he is just a different animal, and he's not going to take anyone lightly, like Tommy said. Um, also, this game is at 11-15, which is before the Falcons game, so if Ooh. they win, it puts a little pressure on the Falcons. It does. All right, like they, they did their job, so now we need to learn to do our job, and I think that uh, that could just, uh, listen, I think that's something that Soaps put, wants to put the pressure on IB to get the win. I think Soaps doesn't like that IB's going to get the one seed, win the regular season title. I think uh, so we're still salty about that loss, so he's going to do everything he can to try to get that one seat. So I'm going to take Dolphins. All right. All right, give me the next game you want to talk about here, Kersman. Um, 12-30 games, Falcons versus Patriots. All right, Falcons versus the Patriots. Is this the last game of the day? 
Um, I play, I did actually two twelve thirty games this week. Oh, okay. Falcons. One, fa- ten, one ten o'clock game, two eleven fifteen, two twelve thirties. Falcons versus the Patriots. Obviously, like you said, Kurtzman, Falcons win. They secure the one seed. The Patriots could drop as low to the eight seed. If they lose this game, we could see a potential rematch. Uh, yes. We could see a potential rematch next week between these two teams. Dad, I'll start it with you. Um, who do you like in this game and why? Oh, okay. I don't think that the Falcons have been playing their best ball over the last two weeks. Okay. Right, they have tough games. Came down to the, you know, they came down to the wire in both games. Uh, defensively, that's still the number one team in the league. They still play D, even when they're struggling offensively. They still play D. Again, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Sedano makes a huge difference on that team. I think when he plays, I think their offense is totally different. I think it changes the whole aspect of the game. So if he plays, uh, I think it's a big boost for the Falcons. Uh, Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to give them all they can handle. Mm. Right, you're talking about a, a quarterback that can handle a defense like that. This is a good matchup, but I can't really wait to see this game. It's you know an, an exciting game to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but in the end, I'm going to go with the better team, which is the number one team in the league, the Falcons. And uh, I think it's going to be a bomb burner. Kurtzman. Um, I think that this is the game. I was talking about the Patriots defense before. This is the game that one of those two, one of the two struggling parties needs to show up and beat the other. Is the Patriots defense going to step up and continue Ivy's uh, streak of three games throwing at least two interceptions, or is Ivy going to say, "I'm not dealing with that," and we go out there and kick some ass, score thirty plus points, quickly unnoticed, make sure we know that uh, everyone knows that they are the best team and and. They should try to make it so that we don't have a doubt about who the best team is going into the playoffs. Uh, I think some people might tell you the Dolphins are the best team right now, even though the Falcons beat them. Um, I think that if the Patriots are going to win, get, get just keep scoring the ball and make a few stops. I think that's really all it comes down to. The offense is lethal, capable of scoring at all times. Um, it's going to be a good test, though. Tommy versus Falcons defense. Falcons defense compromised of IB. Um, Jack in the middle. Justin on the ed, um, on the outside with Sedano hopefully there and rushing. Um, I'm really excited for this one. I actually am pissed off that I'm playing during it. Since my game doesn't mean much and I'm the three seed locked in, I might be trying to watch some of this game while I'm playing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm in a roll to Falcons, uh, and we might see this matchup again next week. Is Abby playing? Um, he played basketball tonight, so I imagine he's playing. Well, that'll be a big boost. How about Dean for the Falcons? Is he playing? Um, don't know. I will be rolling with the Falcons in this game as well, Kurtzman. You said, you know, what's it going to be for IB? Is he going to throw more interceptions or is he going to come out, put the league on notice, score 30 points to kick ass? Uh, I'm going to go with with that one right there. I'm going to go with B. He's going to come out, score 30 points to kick ass. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I think this is, you know, I think you're going to see this game twice in a row. I think you're going to see this game back-to-back weeks maybe. Um, if If the Packers win, Kurtzman... And if the Packers win and the Falcons win, then what happens? Packers win, Falcons win. Yeah, if the, if the Packers win the winning in game and the Falcons beat the Patriots, Falcons-Patriots next week. Okay. If the Seahawks win the winning game and the Patriots lose, then then a lot can happen. Where I don't okay. Think I'm going to say, but my prediction is that the Packers win and that the Falcons win. So I think you're going to see this game back-to-back weeks. So this is a game where maybe... 
if you're, you know, if you're losing, I'm never saying to give up on the game or quit on the game, but if you're losing, I don't know if you pull out all your tricks if you're Tommy and the Patriots. I don't know if you show them everything in this game. Um, you know what this kind of reminds me of a little bit? Uh, every time a team's going to play each other in back-to-back weeks, end of the season, then the playoffs, I always talk about the Jets versus the Bengals with Mark Sanchez, where yes. the Jets played the Bengals at the end of the regular season. And then, you know, even though the Bengals, they, they, they tried to do that where they didn't show them everything and it didn't work in the play- it didn't work in the first round of the playoffs, so the Jets won anyways. But um, I just wouldn't show them everything if I was the Patriots. I would keep the game plan kind of, you know, serviceable, maybe not the most creative game plan, and, and then really get in the lab after this week. But I think IB's going to come out. I think he's going to dominate. I think the return of the Reaper is inevitable here. I think Jack has a big day as well. Um, I, I'm looking for Justin to continue. I know he's on half a day and have another big day. Nick Sedano, you obviously said he's going to return, make an impact. I'm looking for that team to have a big day. I think IB's going to come out and secure that one seed. Okay, yeah, no, I think um, if the Patriots are going to win this game, I just think that uh, Austin, Austin, who is always an impact player, he just needs to be able to sack IB a few times to keep him off his rhythm. All right, uh, let's go to your game. All right, my game, Lions and Ravens. Ravens eliminated from the playoffs. I'm locked into the three seats. So this game for me is more of a just kind of just get back on track, get a win. Um, it's kind of... I don't want to say it's um, it doesn't matter, but we only have four guys showing up. So, oh. like, yeah, so I'm getting a lot of subs to this game. A lot of my guys just can't make it this week. It's like um, an all-star game, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I don't know about an all-star game, but it's you. I can I, I imagine the competitiveness is definitely going to be a little, uh, the intensity, I should say. I'm always competitive when I'm on the field, 100% giving full effort. But um, the intensity might not be as high with really nothing to play for on either side except for the big win. You always want to get a win. Um, I want to end the season strong. I'm going to go out there trying to win as well. Um, I'm definitely game plan. Definitely going to try some new things. Want to see if anything works. Um, put things on. Put things on film for people to have to least worry about possibly doing in a game in a playoff game. And uh, we're just going to get ready for next week. I think you know. First, first off, let me say this. Shout out to everyone on the Ravens this season for you know continuing to show up every week and you know and playing. And, um, you know, a lot of first-time guys on that team. I think Dylan Perrone, first-time guy. Uh, you got Matt Ballow, who's a first-time guy. I want to give a big shout-out to Mahmoud as well. I thought he had a really, really good year. And it goes unnoticed because of, uh, you know, the situation of their team. How, you know, they weren't really... They were probably the worst team in the league this year. So, it goes it goes unnoticed. But if Mahmoud was on a winning team, you would see a lot of winning plays out of him. And I think, you know, he's someone going into the draft next year. Uh, he, he's in, he's early, he's one of my early uh, picks for sleeper of the year next year because I think he could have a big impact on, um, I think he could have a big impact next season on a, on a really good team. So shout out to everyone on the Ravens for coming and playing every week and, you know, joining the league and making it what it is. As far as the Lions in this game, Kirsten, like you said, just look, get out there, have fun. Not all your guys showing up for you, just extra reps, just extra looks, extra throws, more chemistry with, with Danino and Julius and those guys. So, you know, this game is going to be what it is. Uh, probably the most least interesting game of the day, but it's always fun to watch Pete play quarterback, so that would be fun. Yeah. That. No, and Pete, oh. Pete, me and Pete made a deal that uh, if he played well against me, I would highly consider him for quarterback next season. Okay. That. So we'll see how he plays. And, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm taking myself in this one. Who are your four guys that uh, that are playing? Uh, it's me, Mike Dino, Rhett, and Julius and right now Julius is out. Ryan Rajao. Okay, and then I'm getting four subs. I know I'm getting Rollo to play line. 
uh, and Joe Denoy is playing for me. But I don't know. Of course else. he is. <laughs> of course Joe Denoy is playing for you. Yeah, I mean, he texted me, asked me to play. The kid yeah, loves to play. Of course he doesn't he want to is. sit out in the bye week. Of course he is. What I like to see in this game, uh, again, it, it really it doesn't mean much. You're not going to fall out of your spot. But uh, ju- just to get in sync with, with the guys that you will be you know, throwing to in the playoffs, I like to see you hook up with Danino. I like to see you hook up with Rougeau. You're going to need Rougeau somewhere down the line in the playoffs. So get him in, involved in the game. Uh, get your timing down with him. Uh, I think that's the most important thing you, do, you take out of this game. I agree. Anything else that we have? We're all taking the line in this one, correct? Yes, we are. What, anything else that we want to say? Uh, just I just want to, you know, quick, you know, I know this isn't the recap of the, after week 11, but what a, what a great season. Really competitive. It's really cool to see that. I think, what, four wins is going to get you in the playoffs? Yeah. Four wins Four wins are going to get you in the playoffs, which is, that's tough. That's tough. That's really tough that, you know. A lot four, of parody. A lot of parody, a lot of really good moments. Um, just really awesome. Thank you guys, everyone. Yeah, who, you I, know, I think there are no gimmies once you get to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely not. Just I think anyone could beat anyone. I Eight agree. could beat one, and seven could beat two, and down the line. Just thank you guys for making this league, you know, what it was this season, and you know, making it super competitive and coming out to play every week. Uh, we really appreciate it, and it's it's a lot of fun to do this. Thanks to everyone who tunes into the podcast all the time. As always, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to whatever podcast platform you listen to this on. Kurtzman, you got any uh, last words here? Um, nah, man, just like you said, last, uh, last week of the regular season, get ready for the playoffs, and, uh, for the Packers and Seahawks, man, come ready to fucking play, because the playoffs are on the line. Yep, gonna be lit. We'll catch you guys at the field Saturday. Peace.